we'll just see. But I just think God loves strippers too. <laughs> I'm advocating. But not the stripping, and I'll say it, but not the stripping. That's a, again, that's something I probably should talk to a priest about. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. yeah. Right, hi, guys. Welcome to Objectively Incorrect. Me, I'm just messed up. Incorrect. Welcome to Objectively <laughs> Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. I'm your host for today. Today, I'm joined with Alicia Blake who is a very good friend of mine. Me and her, we, 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 we bush-teed together. Yeah, man. We did enjoy. We mm-hmm. bush-teed together. She's yep. an amazing personality, and she's also an amazing person. And I'm happy to have her on set. I told her, I think I told you, right, mm-hmm. when we were doing bush-tea that I was starting a podcast, I think. Yes, you did. Way back then, that's about, I guess, six or seven six months or ago. Six or seven months? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when I told you that, I was probably already recording episodes. Okay. So... You know, you guys probably hearing this, this might be the sixth or seventh episode, but we've been doing this for months and months and months <laughs> to prepare for you guys. But today, we're going to be talking about something that's really interesting, investigative journalism. Like, is it still around? Is it something that we could actually do? Is it something that people actually do at all? Like, and we're going to talk to Alicia because she's been in journalism for 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's something that I enjoyed. Actually, when I first figured out that I wanted to go to study, I wanted to just simply write. I wanted to be an author, but mm-hmm. then I was thinking and other persons were advising me, are you sure you're gonna make money in that? Cause you know, wow. even today, people still mm-hmm. consider the cultural arts or just the arts, something that you do for fun. Yeah, they do. I mean, now it's changing. You can publish on the internet and so forth. But back then, mm-hmm. it, it was, was something just... that nobody wanted to advise me to do. So I said, okay, the next, area where i could write is mm-hmm. journalism is journalism okay so we're gonna dig deep into that we're gonna go deep into that but first we have to start this, this show in the segments that we have and the first segment is usually fact or fiction which we're gonna bring up like five facts facts or fiction could be either or and we're gonna ask alicia one at a time and see if she could guess if these things are fact or fiction alicia are you ready no normally people don't win eh? Like, I usually bring these hot. I usually bring these hot. (laughs) You know? So, no matter what happens here, they're going to learn something today. You're going to prove that you know a lot today. Right? So, let's go. All right. Number one. Human bone is ridiculously strong. A cubic inch of it can bear the weight of five standard pickup trucks. Let me repeat it. Mm -hmm. Human bone is ridiculously strong. A cubic inch of it can bear the weight of five standard pickup trucks. True or false? Fact. Or fiction? Fiction. It's fact. Oh, wow. Yes, I told you these things are oh, coming wow. hot. It yeah, is I fact. had no idea. Human bone is actually eight times stronger than concrete and stronger than steel. But only if the two are compared in weight. So if you had the same amount, like the same weight of mm-hmm. bone compared to the same weight of okay. concrete okay. or... It, the human right, because bone human been, bones get broken all the time. So that's what I was thinking. They do. But then the <laughs> thing is, what's interesting is, think about the amount of force that it would take to break a human bone. Though. Like, especially the strongest bone in the human body is the femur, mm-hmm. which is the thigh bone. Right. Like, the amount of... They used to use those things in, like, 
the cavemen days <laughs> as weapons. Yeah. Like mm. the female bone is that it's that it, 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 I think it has to do with the density of the bone itself, but okay. it is that strong. Mm. Stronger than concrete. We're built of stardust. I always tell people so, right? Okay, so number two, so that is your zero of one, but that's okay. <laughs> people have come back in the second and third quarter. Okay? All right. All right, let's do it. Two, a teenager in Taiwan died after playing the video game Diablo 3 for 40 straight hours without eating. A teenager in Taiwan died after playing the video game Diablo 3 for 40 straight hours without eating. Fact. Yes, it is fact. <laughs> it is true. Like, and I found this. I found this interesting because you know you would think the human need for survival would kick in at no, some no, no, point. No, no, no. I know those games are very addictive. So I was like, okay, yeah, I think that's possible. You, you ever got addicted to a game, or you? No, I, no? I that they don't really interest me. I'm not very good at them. Oh, you're not very good <laughs> no, at any game. <laughs> There must be a game for you. Remember at my age, games would have been um, the the Mario Brothers back then. Okay. So it's it's not like what I see on the ads on TV today where Uh, they look like a movie. Yeah, they look like a movie. They look like a movie. So it's like you actually feel the persons playing with them would feel as if they're relating to the characters. Real life. Exactly. Yo, the other day, um, we have these family game nights. I love them. I love them. So where I go up by my cousin and... One of my smaller cousins, he plays a lot of a lot of video games, mm-hmm. and I experience video games through him, like through that experience. I would be up there for a couple of hours. We play board games, not necessarily video games, but like seeing him play these games, and these games are becoming more and more realistic. Mm-hmm. I saw him playing playing this helicopter in one. I'm like, what are mm-hmm. you? Ta- this is photorealistic. Yep, amazing. But I don't play much video games anymore. I have to get back into that <laughs> one. All right. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, he did. They found him dead. He was That's in a private terrible. room in an internet cafe. Mm-hmm. And they found him. And he wasn't dead when they found him. They found him and he was asleep. When he got up, he went into a coma and didn't come back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they, they, they said it probably had something to do with like circulation or something. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even the first one. Somebody right, has died from video games at you. That's where you get your, your legs, get the clots and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's sad though. Right, so number three. Before 1967, there were no female black millionaires. Again, before 1967, there were no female black millionaires. False. Okay, that's definitely false for true. You know what comes to mind? Right. There was, I don't remember her name, but there was this lady who made makeup for black people and i believe she was before yeah. that did yes she was and mm-hmm. i have it here like it's in my notes one of the first self-made mil- millionaires was a black woman called sarah breadlove mm-hmm. aka madam cj walker right mm-hmm. who made her fortune developing a tonic to make your hair grow back mm-hmm. faster and also to you know mm-hmm. massage your scalp or whatever between 1911 and 1919, that was the height of she career. There were other, there were also other female millionaires. There was Maggie Lena Walker, who was the first female banker CEO, I think. I wonder if they were related. You realize it's Walker. It's Walker. Walker. I, 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 from my research, I couldn't find any relation oh, okay. whatsoever. Right. Um, and there was also Annie Malone and Clara Brown. All of them, all of which are amazing stories, would take a whole episode to get you into. Could imagine. But yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're doing really well. This is two of three. <laughs> <laughs> let's go Alicia alright let's do this Number I could four. win yet 
You, you, you just have one more and you're in it. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Um, number four. The Coca-Cola company, despite having held a market share, or having a market share of 48.6%, only produced 11 different beverages. The Coca-Cola company, despite having a market share of 48.6%, only produces 11 different beverages. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Oh my God, and just like that, she's joined the circle of women. She must be a journalist. <laughs> she could sift through the lies, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it, you, you're right. It, it's far from it. Coca-Cola actually makes 3,500 beverages. Wow. I, mean, I had no idea it was that many. 500 different brands. Wow. Wow. And if, if you drank one a day, it would take you over nine years to try them all. Wow. Yeah, Coca-Cola is doing it. Like yeah, Coca-Cola, they're making the money. Coca-Cola, they're making the money. Diet Coke, mm-hmm. Zero Coke, Zero, Fanta, Sprite, Dasani, mm-hmm. Vitamin, Water, Powerade, Minute Maid, yep. Simply, Georgia, and Gold Peak. I don't know those mm-hmm. last two. But definitely they own 48%. Yep. Yeah, over 3,500. All right, well, this is just a consolation prize. Let's see. Let's see if you could, let's see if you could get four or five. Let's, let's see if you could still <laughs> make this a game, right? All right, number five. People who complain live longer. True Fiction. or false? Fiction? Mm-hmm. That is false. It is actually true. What? It's true. People who complain live longer? Yes. But aren't they stressing out themselves when they're complaining? Actually, is actually studies of found is is actually complete opposite. Yeah, they say like... It, and it's like... It, it, I, I'm going to clarify because there's a different... There's complaining for complaining sake and there's complaining... To try to find answers like oh. so there's the the study did the study did unravel two different types of complaining oh. so that's one but mm. there's a people who don't vent tend to die quicker from stress okay i could get that you know, so mm. like if you keep things inside bottled mm-hmm. up and signed you, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna live that okay. long so yeah, yeah. so guys out there complain complain productively <laughs> They, they, they actually said complaining allows us to achieve desired outcomes such as sympathy and attention. Um, the truth is everybody does it. Those who complained with the hope of achieving a certain result, the study found, tended to be happier than those who simply did so for its own sake. Ah, right, okay. So you got to complain with a reason. Okay. Well, you All want right. something. Well, <laughs> Alicia has joined the circle, the golden circle of winners here on this show. It's not really... Average for people to win. Most people set out at two. Some people just get one. I'm yet to find somebody who got zero. I have to make these questions way more difficult. <laughs> I'm going to work it. I'm going to work it. But here we are with Alicia Blake. We're going to go to the next section of our show. We're going to be talking about journalism. Alicia, so when, like, you said you got into journalism early in the show. You said you got into journalism because you wanted to write. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really interested in the other type of journal types. I should say of journalism. My main thing for me was the writing part of it. Because I just like to feel as though um, I'm creating, I guess, creating a, a different space. Mm-hmm. Somewhere where you could go out of your normal life mm-hmm. and you create that space and you are the person who controls what you put in that space. And you, you try to get other people to come into that space to enjoy that space with you. But that, that, I mean, I, I think you said it earlier, but that, that almost sounds like somebody who wants to write stories. Like, is it, right. that, you, is it that you started mm-hmm. writing more stories than like, 
journalism like more more than well, that, doing that was what interested me as a child oh, okay but then as i said as i i grew older i realized i had to make money <laughs> <laughs> but so. jk rowling makes money pardon jk rowling makes money like a the... lot because she she tapped into i guess what um people were looking for in terms of um the magicians yeah that type of storytelling that type of storytelling at this point in time that seems to be what people are looking for Mm. and you know people were just happy to say oh my child is reading (laughs) he has a book in his hand as that makes it right but the thing is even with jekka rowling like it was so interesting her story is interesting too because she actually chose that pen name because she didn't want anybody to identify as a woman Oh, like so okay. if, if you if you listen if, if you think about it jk rowling could be a man it could be a woman it's very unisex because it's not like yes, joan yes and then the j and the k in front exactly right? it just so it, it doesn't spell out a, a male no. or female name and right? she said she did that purposely because she wanted people to read the book without knowing bias? what sex it, yeah without any bias right and, and and i'll be honest i didn't know she was a woman until like a couple of years ago i read two of the harry potter books the novels and i found them to be extremely good like i i had a good time reading them i didn't get any more for my birthday or anything so like i didn't read anymore <laughs> but, like, i read the first two i read the first two mm-hmm. so like when you went to when you went to do journalism like i mean how was that experience for you is it that writing stories that are taking place did you find some kind of passion in that? I, I enjoy it still, even to today. Um, it's like you're, you're trying to understand where persons are coming from and trying to get a balanced view. Mm-hmm. But as we learned with journalism, your personal perceptions always creep into the into way the in which you write. Yes. Oh, wow. It always creeps in. So you try your best not to let it but mm-hmm. at the same time because you you, you want to, to have a true story and the writing that i learned um at the university of the virgin islands um it was humanities with a concentration in journalism mm-hmm. is to get the objective view as much as possible but what what we've found is that true journalism is now competing with the journalism on social media yeah and that is like anything goes and because you don't need sources you don't necessarily need sources or you just find one source uh-huh. and you go with it but with true journalism you have to find several sources that are pointing you in a certain direction well i mean would, wouldn't that mean i mean because we live in a fast pace well wouldn't it mean that that type of journalism that's sort of true true journalism wouldn't that take too much time to be current not necessarily um you would for example have contacts in different i guess institutions sectors for example you need to have a government contact Mm -hmm. you need to have a you would have a make sure you have a contact in i guess in whatever private sector whether with the the organization that that would be um responsible for business or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. so you you tap into different sources and you you set up these sources so that anything happens in any sector of the society you could instantly go and call and back that to person check. and check the facts mm-hmm. wow okay so okay so let's but get... i must say in mm-hmm. saint kitts and nevis is not always that easy so you know there are challenges and i guess in i shouldn't say only saint kitts and nevis but in general you 
And especially if you're doing the investigative journalism that you're talking mm-hmm, about. Because mm-hmm. we're going to go into that. We're, no, right. we're just talking about normal, mm-hmm. just regular right. journalism. Because I have some experience, like two experiences that, one experience especially that jumps out at me is, I used to work at, at, at Ziz. I used to work at Ziz. And I think for me, journalism really was made up more of somebody telling you what's happening. Like, let me, let me clarify it was more or less a lot of press releases, you know, like, like this company is going to do this. They send you a press release and you take some shots to, you know, basically mm-hmm. fluff the, the, right. the press release. But that is because that is, that is owned by government. That's true. It's also, <laughs> it's also that. But then mm-hmm. it, it, it gave me maybe a false perspective of what journalism is. Right. Because like even for us, like we were responding to like different things. If there was an accident, you're going to take the accident. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a press conference... You're going to shoot the press conference. Are you right. interested in anything that's happening in the press conference? No, because it's so controlled. Like, Thank you. Like, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the accident was a little bit more... This is sad to say, and I'm sorry to say it like this, but the, the accident was a little bit more interesting because it's mm-hmm. unplanned. It's not, it's not something that somebody is feeding you. It, this is what happened. This person is, is hurt. Uh, this accident occurred. Nobody planned it. It mm-hmm. will disrupt the lives of a few people. So even the reporting was more energetic yes and you know why that would be the case there's actually a saying in journalism if it bleeds it, it leads. leads yeah if it bleeds it leads because persons in the public they're just simply more interested in information like that like catastrophe. and it's more live it's more on the spot you go you take some shots as you say you talk to the people around you try and get somebody from the police Mm-hmm. So it's just like my finger is snapping. It's like it's go, you have to go, do it quickly. go quickly to get the information. But other types of journalism, it, it's more detailed. You need to take a bit more time to find out what's going on. What's but going it, on. don't you find that like I mean, not even in the investigative field, but when it comes to journalism, it isn't like from what we experience, isn't journalism more or less ninety percent of just like regurgitating press releases or taking some story that's happened already that's been written about and just kind of throwing it out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah because as I said um, if it's a government related institution for example where I spent most of my time Mm -hmm. um, that would have been the case Um, if a minister says something you you take you know you basically compile what he what he says and you go with it because mm-hmm. you're basically just putting out what we used to call back then news items yeah i think i see now more a style of press releases coming out from the saint kitts and nevis information service mm-hmm. the, the stories are more detailed okay but still often one source yeah exactly because it would come from the point of view of the government of the government Whereas other types of stories, for example, um, I also um, did a little bit with the daily news in um, the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, because, um, you know, that is where I went to school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we got an opportunity to to do some work there as well. And, you know, you'd have to find several sources, and sometimes the sources would not agree. Oh. So you'd get... Several points, points of, of view, view in the, same, the story. same story. For example, if you are talking about um, some changes made at the University of the Virgin Islands, uh-huh. you would, for example, speak to the officials at the Virgin Islands, but then you would also try and find somebody in government and get their point of view about what was, is being done in the mm-hmm. Virgin Islands. You might then get somebody 
attending the Virgin Islands to find out what do you think about these changes that are going to happen. Yeah. Right? So you, get so you have three sources there already. Yeah, true. And the more, the better. And the most, those, the most sides. Right. And so they may not always agree. But the thing is, I, 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 isn't it that we are seeing more, uh, let me say, more of less viewpoints now? Like, you, you talked about, you see more press release coming, press releases coming through, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the things, information service. Yes, yeah. But even with other press-related industries, like, isn't it more or less usually just one viewpoint? Like, okay, this is a story... Um, this person is doing something out the way. Because if you, if you have a, a press release, for example, coming from SCASPA, mm -hmm. um, is it the St. Christopher and Nevis Seaport Actually, Authority? it's not. It's actually just the St. Christopher Air and Seaport Authority. St. Christopher Air and Seaport Authority. Thank mm -hmm. you. They would be talking about an event that they had. Yeah. So, therefore, they'd be solely concentrating on that in their press in their release. Press release. And right. there, there won't be any alternative viewpoints. This is what... No, they saying. might cite several persons at Casper mm -hmm. who said um, um, whatever address they might have given at that particular event. Yeah. Right, but that's about it. So but a press that, release that in that sense... When I say that, when I say isn't it wrong? Not like, necessarily because they're promoting themselves. That's their job. But then why is the news... Why would it be news then? Wouldn't that be something for them to put out on their website or to say in their own channels? Like, I they always could put question it, they could put this. It out wherever they want to put it. That's true. But what I'm saying is, what is the estate, the estate of, of journalism in St. Kitts? Mm -hmm. What is the job of the journalist? Is the job of the journalist to promote these places? Again, it depends on where you're working. It depends on where you're working. If you're working for an, a private... Mm -hmm. objective paper then you would try to get a balanced view you try to get the different sides of the story mm. but mm -hmm. the thing is i mean how much in 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 i mean we, we're 66 square miles here in, in saying it's how much objective like stations do we have like do we have that outlet we're we're not just they're regurgitating a press release or regurgitating like something from a press conference which we, a press conference is usually very very handled by the way like nobody's gonna say <laughs> anything that is not with the narrative of what we agreed to say for example like somebody said something about even in obama's um just the previous the previous administration for mm -hmm. america they, they mm -hmm. made a good point they said when obama comes out to say something Mm -hmm. in a press conference mm -hmm. he already know they already briefed him on what the narrative is he's not going to say anything outside right. the realm you it's not going to be have some key points that he will always come back to whoever it is so whichever spokesperson is for a certain entity or organization they are prepared not only on the key points mm -hmm. but also prospective questions mm -hmm. that they might when i was working in journalism when i was at mini journalist or junior journalist right <laughs> for the two and a half years that i was doing journalism or participating mm -hmm. in it mm -hmm. i always felt like there were no question there was no questioning of and again it, it was where i was working yes. but there was no questioning of this subject matter it's almost like well this came from the office of of, of the prime minister mm -hmm. i want you to say this as it is on the paper there's no other outside context there's no way for you to judge this there's mm -hmm. no way for you to add any mm -hmm. alternate viewpoint mm -hmm. and i always question is that really 
news is it news when this source control is it i don't want to say propaganda because it's a really strong word yes it is <laughs> but i don't know what other word to use like <laughs> th there's a lot of things that like i think in saying it's and nevis and in the caribbean that fly under the radar of this is news but really and truly i think news as you say it's supposed to have multiple views yeah, yeah. like um but but you see I think there is a, f a stage of development in the journalism I see in St. Kitts and Nevis when I first returned from studying. Mm. When I first came back, um, there weren't even as many radio stations. There was ZIZ, mm -hmm. Vaughn Radio, and um, I think that was about it, actually. So it's like... Um, wow, and then we saw later on we realized that they started opening up with the, the new telecommunications mm -hmm. act and so forth to allow more to allow more radio stations to operate in the federation and now i long to see the day when we have another television station yes me too, <laughs> me too. i'm gonna right? just push my hat in that <laughs> so it's like i think we're going to the phases um we still have a high degree of partisan press Mm -hmm. That means the different types of media tend to align themselves with a particular political party. Yeah. And that phase was actually gone through in the U.S. There was a point when everything was linked basically to their politics as well. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to be difficult for us to get away from that here because mm -hmm. we still think that way. Mm. We need to start developing more objective thought, and which liberal. would infiltrate into the way we view media as well. Oh, that's true. The thing is, though, I'm wondering if it's, it's not already begun. When I say that, as in, on social media, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the... There's a lot of, there's a lot of room for expression there. Um, you don't have to get anybody to sponsor you. Um, to go on social media. Like, I could go on social media and just blast off whatever thought I have mm -hmm. and almost guarantee that there's going to be a couple of people there that's going to agree with me, whether silently or vocally, they're going to agree with me. Which I'm wondering if younger people are gravitating more towards social media for their, their yes. news mm -hmm. versus having yes, the biased viewpoint. And you raise a good point because the thing is, I think it's tiring. It's tiring when you want to trust a, speci a specific radio station and mm -hmm. they always seem to lean in one yes, direction. Yes, there's, there's always some underlying thought leading towards politics. <laughs> Which, I mean... But I, it's a reflection of our society, sad to say. And again, I long, to see, I long to see the day when we can break away from that and be more objective in everything that we do. Well, that's, you know, that's the name of the show. <laughs> well actually oh, oh, oh objectively incorrect is different but um it's just factually but the thing is i mean even the reason i'm bringing you on this show is just is to really to talk about investigative journalism specifically mm -hmm. because okay. i think it links directly with what we're saying right now um in that we live in a very a sort of polarizing place um there was a young man well he's not young he's older than me but i'm gonna call him a young man because we are young men <laughs> um in this spectrum but um, I met him in San Andres, which is this little country off of Nicar Nicaragua. And we had this little conference. This, it's not a little conference. We had a conference. And he was talking about bringing back investigation, in, invest, investigative journalism. He's from Trinidad. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And he shared a story with us that was quite heartbreaking. In Trinidad, I think things are just a tad bit more militant than all than where we live. And he said he was trying to uncover, I think it was a drug lord. Mm. And he, the drug lord was aligned with some political party or whatnot that was in power at the time. And he said his life was threatened. Like he had to leave Trinidad. The, the shot at his car. He got he got shot. Uh, he got hurt. He didn't he didn't get shot. He got hurt. Right. Um, had to end up leaving Trinidad for a little bit just just to kind of you know save face and, and wait until that political party went mm-hmm. so that he could come back. And and he even when he came back he, he came back he kept a low profile and whatnot. He was trying to beckon. I think what he was trying to reach at is we need investigative journalism because uncovering these things is a responsibility of the press like being a reporter is not supposed to necessarily be your job it's it's supposed to be more or less of a calling it's just like we expect certain civil servants especially like like police officers and army men to not just do it for a paycheck like because your life is on the line Mm -hmm. and because you're going to be faced with certain situations Mm -hmm. that could be incredibly Mm -hmm. dangerous you have to want to do this beyond exactly beyond your fear beyond exactly beyond what you're getting that you're mm-hmm. getting paid or be, beyond your, your appreciation of it mm-hmm. it has to be a calling and he's like he was calling for that he's saying like a lot of things happen and people people tend to just keep quiet and so on and he what he wanted to do what his vision was was to basically not have people in being investigative journalists in their own territories but to mm. go to different territories so that they could move around with some some sort of, of you know anonymity right but mm-hmm. i mean that's a long that's a long way around but to get to the point and to get to where i really want to actually get your mm-hmm. points on why don't we have in saint kitts nevis more investigative journalists or more investigative stories right well one of the things is, as, as you said, well, as not you said, but as we discussed previously, I was the one who mentioned that it's, it's something that has to develop in mm-hmm. stages. And one of the things that I think is going to help in terms of that and in terms of investigating is um, recently in Parliament, mm-hmm. there was the... An act was, I'm not sure if it was passed or if it had its first reading, but it's the one pertaining to having access to certain information. Uh Freedom of information? Something along those lines. I don't remember specifically, but yes. Mm. It It either had its first reading or it was actually passed. But it's a step towards being able to have access to certain information that previously you would be told... Well, that is that is government information, and you can't have it. Almost like say, hey, we class this is classified. Right, and that yeah. is one of the, the things that assists with the freedom of the press, in terms of being able to get to certain information. And I think that would help in the sense that before we didn't have it, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a step in the right direction. In saying it's a nevis, aside from as we were talking about the the partisan. Politics, politics that is involved there is i guess there would actually be persons who would be willing to to investigate but there are certain challenges mm-hmm. <laughs> well. so the the fact that we might be able now to get the information from government would make it that easier? is a, a little easier but there would still be challenges in terms of 
I guess, how persons would view certain topics mm -hmm. that may be considered um, taboo. Um, for example, um, if somebody wanted to investigate a murder, uh -huh. mm -hmm. as we discussed, the journalist would realize, okay, this might involve putting myself in personal risk. Yes, it would. Uh -huh. Because, for example, if it was gang-related, mm -hmm. then you would have to be Interact. able to ma maneuver, yeah. yes, and mm -hmm. relate to whoever was involved, whichever gang was involved, etc., etc. Without et dying. Without, <laughs> without catching a bullet, right? Thank you. So, so there are certain risks, and I'm, I'm wondering how many persons, and saying it's a nevis, would be willing would be willing in terms of journalists because that, if we we realize also that there is not really any witness protection in the sense no, that we are so small where would you hide somebody we'd have to send them to another, to another island country, yeah or another country and then we find sometimes the gangs um have contacts in some of the other islands yeah so the I thing mean, is though i almost wonder if that's a challenge, but I almost wonder if the other challenge is even more, you know, um, more of an obstacle. Mm -hmm. I remember when, I, when we used to report at, at Ziz and whatnot, like, the police would be like, okay, it's a crime scene, stairs far away, like, you have to go all the way over there, where you have to zoom in, like, 150 times to get, like, <laughs> to get even, like, a, a, a shot of the body. And... It was weird because it wasn't even shooting the body like in its most egregious terms or in, in its most, um, in its, like you're not shooting blood or anything. They already have the car thrown over, you know, it's, 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 you just want to get a general view of the scene. But I almost feel like the police themselves would be against certain types of, the, they would say that or that would contaminate the case, which I don't really understand. I don't know if I ever understood how, you know, it depends, because there will always be certain limitations when on a crime scene. Mm -hmm. But in other instances, there could be a little more flexibility. But it, it all depends on the officers there mm -hmm. and so forth. It, it's, it's a touch-and-go situation. It just depends on what's going on at the time. Also, how close you are with your contacts in the police, in force, the police force and that kind of thing. Because I think, I think sometimes to... I'm not so sure if our police have the resources to solve the majority of crimes happening here. They're working on it. I think they're working on it, mm -hmm. but I mean, if the past, I'm only, it's, I'm only, it's, 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 it's improved. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's good. Improve, <laughs> in, 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 you know, mm -hmm. anything that's improving, I, that, yeah, I say yeah to that. But what I'm saying that is that in certain bureaucratic scenarios, if I am investigating not necessarily just a murder, not to say a murder is the utmost importance, finding people who murder people, getting them to justice, yeah, I'm all for that. But sometimes I'm wondering if the press can't represent the people, especially when it comes to a more bureaucratic situation, when it comes to a, a situation when maybe politicians in invo are involved, or high-ranking officials, even in the police department are involved. A police officer is not necessarily going to report or doesn't have the authority to take down a commissioner like there's so much loopholes for mm -hmm, him to jump mm -hmm. through he's not gonna get it um he would which, he would mm -hmm. be fired or sent to jail <laughs> long which, before which he reached to the me, second in command which reminds me there have been some interesting things that have been revealed 
through the prompting of investigative journalism in the Virgin Islands, um, there was, after the hurricanes, there were several corrupt persons in wow. the Virgin Islands corrupt. who were taking the money that should have been going to the different individuals in need really, following like really. Maria and Irma. Wow. And yeah. they were discovered. It was found out after, you know, um, investigation mm -hmm. that these persons were not doing what they said they were doing or were supposed to be doing with the money. True. So, you know, it's, it's something that would help. Uh -huh. <laughs> it would help. In our societies. Because you there's know? nobody, like, I, I don't know if there's any institution like journalism that represent or could represent the people, like, mm -hmm. like we want to say, okay, we vote in politicians, but who is really looking at them? I'm not, I'm not looking at them. Like, I, I could hear, if I hear a story, then it piques me just, wow, I didn't know they were doing that. You know what I I'm saying? Know, yeah. But then who tells us? Like, in, in the States, I know for sure, what, what, I don't remember which state they call the press. If it's the third or the fourth the estate, fourth. the fourth, the fourth estate, estate. Mm -hmm. the press is supposed to, and this does not happen. I was just going to tell you, not it, with a president like Trump, it, okay? But the thing is, <laughs> it's not. I think Trump, Trump changed it because what Trump does is that he clogs, he clogs the line of journalism. For example, he does so much things so regularly that no one is able to dig deep enough into a story to really get the he, most he does out what of they it. Call this track. Yes from certain issues exactly when, when they put him or his government in a bad light he and finds something else to, to do. distract yes. it's like a it's like a little baby boy playing with a ball and then look oh look look over there there's a stick like but did you realize what happened recently um to um one of the the major u.s news agencies cnn no please enlighten us enlighten us here <laughs> objectively incorrect what happened over the course of about two days 48 hours they have been discovering pipe bombs um sent to different democratic officials wow supporters they actually targeted two of the former presidents clinton um Obama? hillary clinton's residence uh -huh. and barack obama's residence received two of these pipe bombs now they're still doing their investigations so they're not releasing much information and cnn received one and what was mentioned was that each of these agencies or individuals and their families who received bombs mm -hmm. were um supporters or sympathizers of the democratic party oh and trump uh -huh. as you know we'll has been blasting any sympathizer or supporter of the Democratic Party. Is it, so is it that they're doing this to pointing, try to link to him? Fingers are pointing at him, and then he turns around and says, oh, it's the press's fault. Why you, are, you guys receive receive?" You know, it's funny. Forms. It's funny. It's, I, I, I could see this in a bunch of different ways, but there are two ways to look at this. You know. mm -hmm. If I was a Democrat, I could, I could pull a Hitler. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Send three, send three. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like, so and for it, those it, of you who so don't know. It included know. the presidents. It included a former AG. It included um, one of the persons who provides funding for the Democrats. And it included so CNN, it, which is an CNN. avid anti-Trump 
well, I don't know if they're anti, anti yeah they are anti, anti Trump. his policies yes they are anti his policies and they do call him out regularly I think yes, they do they it do. for views and but, Trump has been um, campaigning again because you know their midterms are coming up again yes, and he mm-hmm. has been saying all of these persons names again and over in not and very positive lights but the, again I could see it in two ways for those of you out there who don't know what pulling a Hitler is or what I mean by pulling a Hitler like Hitler bombed his own um what did he bomb parliament he bombed parliament oh that's fine he bombed parliament to get them into the war with um basically that was the indicative thing that started world war world war ii he bombed parliament and see look at what they're doing this is all because of the jews is all because of um what they call it poor what they call it poland Mm-hmm. This, this is a Polish attack and, and he, sp- he spun it he spun it he spun it he spun it and it's like that, that's, that's what they label ter- that's terrorism it's basically mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. you, 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 you create a, terror or fear into, into the hearts of somebody heart. to, get right. to, to get them to them choose to do, to do something right. that they wouldn't normally Thank do you. because Thank once you. humans are fearful especially in a mass they tend to react in a way that's not um, sensible not, it's not rational mm-hmm. right and he did that so when I say pulling a Hitler, I'm saying if you are a Democrat and you want to get more people on your side, you could easily send some, you know, inactive pipe bombs and say, <laughs> look at what he did. But mm-hmm. also, there's the other way to see it, mm-hmm. is that when you have somebody who is spewing so much hate, especially when his hatred is targeted at specific individuals and, and parties and ex- exclusive industries and so on, it's very easy for people to get radical and mm-hmm. say, okay, you might not do it, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have the gall to do it. I am going to do it for us because the yeah. world would be better mm-hmm. without Barack mm-hmm. Obama and, and um, um, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton and CNN, all these people who consistently are against your agenda. I'm going to do it for you. You are going to get those militant forces. You're going to mm-hmm. get pockets of people who... But remember, that's, that's one of the things that CNN says often, that he is rallying his base. Mm-hmm. And it's now close to the election time. So he's doing a lot of that. So we just have to wait and see what the investigation comes to. And of course, CNN is, is, is on top of that of as course. well. They're doing of their course. thing. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Which is, again, it's a smear campaign. I don't know. CNN, I don't know if CNN knows how to deal with Trump. Like, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's not just CNN. Let's not just pick on CNN. Let's, let's say, I don't know if the media houses in you mean america fake news? fake fake <laughs> <laughs> you like a lot the fake news there is fake news yeah. yeah but i don't know if they know how to deal with trump um mm-hmm. one time i watched a, a, a show um trevor noah trevor noah does the morning show um and he was talking about the way to deal with him is to is how you deal with a child you don't give a child <laughs> attention right when mm-hmm. they're doing something that you don't want them to do because it's going to re it's going to it's going to support the behavior it's going to it's going to make them continue it's going to it's going to support that behavior the way to deal with him is to not talk about him but you see the problem is even in trevor noah's case if you don't talk about what he's doing you're automatically losing viewers because people as much as he does ridiculous things people want to hear about it thank you it gets viewers reality it's reality tv viewers yes and i guess Trump has his own style of doing everything, but he is getting into CNN's news because since he came on the scene, 
that's the most breaking news I've seen with Trump. It's like breaking news, breaking news on the president. It's like, y'all don't have any other breaking news. <laughs> but the thing is, there was, a, there was a speculation one time. There was a theory that the reason that he thrives in such a, in such a society is because you don't have to prove that you are right anymore. You don't have to prove that you're right true, anymore. True. You just have to instill enough doubt. True. It's like the, the and tobacco company. And you continue repeating it yes, and then you people repeat believe it. it. Some people will believe mm -hmm. it. But you, you, those people, those aren't the ones you need to convince necessarily. You just need to put doubt into those who don't believe it. Because um, the tobacco companies did this. When people started asking if cigarettes were causing cancer, they decided, okay, we're not going to take a stance of, cigarettes don't do that we're gonna say what we're gonna do is we are going to fund the research to prove that you know that to prove whatever cigarettes are doing to see the long-term effects of cigarettes mm -hmm. and whenever they bring out their findings of course it's funded by them the findings are not gonna be in opposition they're gonna make sure that this is within the, the lines of we're gonna be able to sell more cigarettes right so when they brought out the, the reports of course, some people were like, this is nonsense. Like, the report said that, you know, there's nothing to prove that, that yes, cigarettes cause any long-term damage. you can damage. always find a way to get a survey or a poll to slant in your in favor. In your favor. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're funding it. Thank you. All we need to do is just do this, these little tests here. All right. These mm -hmm. tests, gonna, yeah, they bring some reasonable doubt. And again, when you pres present your findings, just like Trump is doing now, it's the age of spin. We're living in the age of spin. And tweets. And tweets and so on. <laughs> but when I say spin as in, you don't need to tell people necessarily the truth anymore. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is give them enough doubt that they don't, they, they, they become ineffective. It's like CNN is saying, well, Trump did this. We need to get him out of office and so on. But Trump is saying, but were you happy before? You know, like... You guys mm -hmm. were happy before. I'm mm -hmm. gonna make this better. I'm mm -hmm. gonna. This is gonna be the best. More You're jobs. Gonna get more jobs. More jobs. Mm -hmm. More jobs. It doesn't matter if it's in a coal mine and it's only forty six thousand of you, and that really doesn't do anything for the, the whole thing. But let's just do it. And I'm 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 just wondering. Like my question to you is this: Are we on the cusp in the Caribbean of having a, that similar type of politics? That politics where you don't need to be necessarily honest. You just need to make sure you make the front page and that you're saying something enough times over and over and over again that you convince the people that there's doubt to what they think. But isn't that what kind of exists here already? That's what I'm asking <laughs> you. You're the ju you're journalist. I, I make I, media. Because I am thinking that um, in the mode of what we consider a politician mm. is someone who tells us what we want to hear in the sense that if people are looking for jobs uh -huh. we are going to give you jobs <laughs> you're so you're so <laughs> like, no i'm not i'm not a politician i'm gonna give you jobs <laughs> i'm not it, it's it's like i think they have studied human behavior, not necessarily in a, a university, mm -hmm. but they tend to analyze and look at us and see. For example, 
Um, Caribbean people like to dance. Mm, okay, we love before, it. Before every election, election man, we can get them a, a jam. You got get a jam. Bring in some people Freedom who could um, do it. Yeah, bring in people who could perform and sing and everything. Make them happy. Make them feel good, <laughs> and then ask them for the vote. Because uh, uh, somebody who is happy now mm-hmm. is gonna vote more or right. less to stay happy. Right. Once ago, it used to be give them food and and them yeah. kind of things. Let or them, them eat rum. well. Yeah. And they're okay. But now it's more towards the entertainment level kind of it. So it's like politics mm. has always been a persuasion kind of um art. Like, art, yeah. yeah. The art of the right. art. Right. Whoever can persuade somebody more than the other is gonna win. But the thing is, I mean, there's so much components to I mean politics, there's so much components to it. But I have to say that you're right. Like if you look at it from that perspective, if I could make you happy, it doesn't have to be I have to sustain your happiness. No, no, no. It can just be just before. And, it, and timing is very important. Eh? You cannot do it too far ahead. Mm-hmm. That forget. is why you will always hear about politicians fixing roads and doing these just grand before projects. Election. Because timing is important. Is important. You know, I always, I always used to say, like in my own circles, we always have this conversation. I think democracy is failing. I, I think around the world, democracy is a farce. That's what I think. The reason, the reason why I think this way, and there's a lot of reasons why I feel this way, <laughs> but just a couple of reasons why I feel this way. You're telling a group of people that they need to perform miracles in in five years miracles that not necessarily have anything to do with the basis of the economy but just miracles that you could see like i'm gonna build this i'm gonna build that i'm gonna give you a house i'm gonna do all of these things in five years Mm -hmm. by the end of those five years if i am a politician do i leave money in the bank for the country to go on for the next five years no because (laughs) if i lose Mm-hmm. Like the other, the other person would have a step up. They will have the fiscal benefits of my hard work right, to push yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Versus me saying, "Look, by coming to the NOE term, we gotta do some big things. <laughs> we gotta make sure this accounting look too good because." Even though it might be good for the country, mm-hmm. it's not good for our. You know, I'm position. laughing because I think that's actually how some of them think. Mm-hmm. But the thing is. I'm sorry for the for being this way, but it if you look at it, it makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. If I am going to leave this office, I don't want to give you too much to work with in my t- because I want another term. Like mm-hmm. if you look at it this way, all politicians want is the longest term that they could have because it's right. only when and, you and have. And you know that that is something that we we have to deal with in the Caribbean. Um, at least in the U.S., they say two terms and that's it. Two terms for an individual president. For an individual president mm-hmm. and that's it. So, I mean, it's something that I guess we, we I don't know if we want to consider it here, but it, it would tend to, as you said, cut down on the corruption in terms of me not wanting to leave anything for my... I'm going to be very controversial. I don't think, even if we had two terms, which I, I completely think we should do, like, I don't think anybody should be prime minister for more than two terms. <laughs> I think you have, I think, and we have like, what, five-year terms, four, four, five-year terms? Yes, it's five. It's mm-hmm, five. Mm-hmm. So we have five years. I think in 10 years, man, you're so, a decade, you're supposed to be able to do something. 
that positive, is of, yeah. of, of worth positive, to the yeah. economy and something of worth to, to leave people. Something to a legacy for. Exactly. Something that... Two terms for each prime minister. But the reason why I say I don't think it's going to do much for corruption is because even in America, the Democratic Party is not a national institution. The Democratic Party is a party. It has its own structure. It doesn't answer to the government. All right, mm -hmm. there's a there's a few stipulated about how a political party is supposed to run, mm -hmm. but the government does not oversee the running of any specific no. party. Mm -hmm. Anybody could create a party once you meet the jurisdiction and you meet mm -hmm. the rules mm -hmm. and you follow whatever they say. There's and the rules are very wide and very fast spread, and you could you could dupe them in a hundred ways. But what I'm saying is, as long as you fit this criteria, you could create a political party. Right. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, at the point. The shareholders, the stakeholders of these parties are not answering to any voter, all right? They are the ones who have to benefit more from the party being in power. For example, if I support um, Labour, Palm Unity, whatever, if I support any one of these parties, mm -hmm. I am a key supporter. I am going to give you money to run the campaign, and I'm also going to give you support when you win, all right? I'm going to be there. I need to make sure that I am benefiting from you winning. <laughs> and, and a lot of people, they don't want to hear this because it's re it's, it, it, it challenges the whole form of democracy. I, I get to, you know, I get to you because after any election, whenever there's a change of government, there are people standing and waiting for their job. Yes. And then, they did not have a government job before no, it. No, but, but they have they a government they, job. They no. did enough campaigning yes. or whatever else to get the you change of government. That. And so, therefore, my reward is a job, a government job, a and the thing nice is, government job. A nice government. And the thing is, it's not necessarily that they have to do any work because they've already done the work. They are your key supporters. <laughs> People don't understand how government, how, how democracy works and why it's so easy for it to go off the rails. Governments are not trying to make the people happy. That's not, not, not mean outside governments. Democracy is not designed to make the majority of people happy. Because what it would take to make the majority of people happy, no, no government that exists could do that. Well, only a heavenly government. Only <laughs> heavenly with a limitless <laughs> amount of money. Because everybody wants to be comfortable. Everybody mm. wants to have in surplus. Right. It's, not, it's not possible to... If, if the government had to say, okay, I'm going to give everybody in St. Kitts $100,000. Like, everybody in St. Kitts, just come, you can get $100,000. How will people have a job? Like, you, you can't give everybody $100,000 and then still be able to pay the civil mm -hmm. servants. You, mm -hmm. you can't give everybody $100,000 and still be able to fix the roads mm -hmm. and have a school. Who would go to work? Like, for a month or two months, people are not going to go to work. The majority of people are going to stay home. Your, your, your economy is going to crawl to a very... Hilted, stop. <laughs> so, therefore, are you an advocate of socialism? The thing is, we're going to have a show about socialism. <laughs> and I'm telling you all here now. Because the, some people would say democracy is the better of two evils. Because they say socialism stops it. They say socialism stops innovation. I'm not so sure I agree. But again, I don't have the information. I can't talk uh, about socialism. Right. Um, but I do see how good, democracy good, could be calm. A good place to study would be Cuba. I don't know if there's other places um, well, where Nokia region, came from. Say, in the region. Where yeah. Nokia came from, I think they believe in socialism. Uh, is it Finland or is it Finland I don't or know. Switzerland or one of those places? I think they believe in socialism. 
Anyway, or it's not necessary that we go all the way into socialism, but we could borrow some of these socialist principles, right? That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I'm not saying that. I'm saying when it comes to democracy, there are a lot of holes in democracy. The, the democratic system is not built to, to serve the masses. It's built to serve the key supporters. If you have eight or nine or ten or a hundred key supporters, if you can make those key supporters happy, they could filter down the happiness and say, look, guys, especially if they're influential. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to make some rich guy who lives in St. Kitts very, very, very happy, like, he's going to be, you would think, he'll be more inclined to hire more people. More people have more jobs. More people at least could pay their bills at the end of the month, at, at the very least. But if you make everybody happy, it's like... It's counterproductive for a democratic system. I'm not saying mm. it's not something that we need. Mm -hmm. Like, I think somebody who is going to stand up for the masses is, is necessary. But what I think is that this current system, how it works, it doesn't work to benefit the masses. And people always get vexed and say, but they ain't doing nothing for me. Then. Yeah, but the, the government, like, you believe in a system that's not necessarily built for you alone. It's not built to make you alone happy. Like, mm -hmm. it's all, it's, it, it's dependent on a lot of different factors. And the factors just don't include you personally. You have a job. Do you eat? Are you still alive? Well, then that means it's working, I guess. Right? If that's all you want, like, democracy, mm -hmm. most of the times, I mean, you don't see people starving today. You're not going to see people starving today in St. Kitts. I've no. never oh, heard of I one case. I forgot about um, Venezuela. I was mentioning Cuba in terms of socialism, but do you realize that persons in Venezuela are having oh a real hard God, time with Venezuela right now? Is, right now is They horrible. are hungry. They're hungry. The inflation rate is ridiculous. That is, I think Venezuela is a good, um, I don't want to call it a microcosm, but for the, for the intents of our conversation, I say it's a good microcosm of a society that um, felt prey to bad, just terrible, terrible leadership and probably factors that we could avoid. Like inflating a currency and just saying, okay, let's just make more money because we need more money. Let's just make more money. <laughs> it's not going to turn out well. Like a lot of people are like, but you can just yeah. make money. No, look at Venezuela. They just made money. So then, you know, it begs the question then. These two countries are in the region, Cuba mm -hmm. and Venezuela. Cuba seems to be doing quite well mm -hmm. in terms of their people are not starving. No. Yeah. They are able to provide all kind of scholarships and so forth to other people in the region to come yeah. and study there. And they even have things like their own coke. And one of the things I've, I've, I've discussed with friends is that the fact that the U.S. put all those embargoes on Cuba mm -hmm. actually made their people more creative and resilient. They did. It, it made did. them come up with mm -hmm. ways in which they can be more self-sufficient than if they had been import, importing American things. Yeah, that's true. And that is the, 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 the point that we other Caribbean islands should be looking towards, self-sufficiency. And interestingly enough, it seems as though um, St. Kitts and Nevis is developing at this rapid rate. Are we taking the time to realize that a lot of our... Um, progress is dependent on imports. Yeah, it is. I mean, we import we television, scared, you know? cable television, scared. we import our clothes, we import food. our food. Yeah. I mean, when are we going to start looking towards self-sufficiency? That's the thing. Is, it, it, is, is self-sufficiency attractive 
you see that's that's another thing because remember that the the, the millennials my generation we grew up on tv and i'll be honest with you we grew up being influenced by the american culture yes, which america that, that doesn't really have a culture at the time. Say, Ameri- I'll, I'll say this bold statement i don't think america has a culture i think what america does it it aggregates from different cultures yes it does um which it's is what mix. trump trump says let's make america greater than he said no no more of that did, did you realize there's a caravan <laughs> of people coming from somewhere in south america and he is like if he's he's sending out messages on his tweets and so if they come we are going to something he said they're gonna he's he's gonna do to them but anyway that's besides the point but we in the caribbean i don't know we we, need to we we need to think as you said need to initially as you said your generation would have grown up on cable television mine Mm -hmm. was a bit more fortunate in the sense that we were before that yeah so we had something to compare it with and mm-hmm. um, we used to watch tv like from saint martin we had the, the antenna oh i'm yeah, dating myself that. so much <laughs> <laughs> and the foil i remember <laughs> yes, my grandmother had the foil, foil on the, the, the top. tv antenna but we also had the one outside oh on my the road. yeah that big thing <laughs> right. I, I used to ask so me that if that was a radio me, right antenna. so we used to get some of the other stations in the region so mm-hmm. it was regional mm-hmm. and local television that we were getting even if it was not 24 hours yeah you know it was a certain time of the day and of course there were restrictions on what was shown on the seven yeah. you guys had everything out there yeah, man. you could type it right? in, in google and it'll it'll bring right. itself right and you and now this, this even this generation is is even more scary for them because they, they could find out how to make a pipe bomb on, on the internet. If you want to, that's it's easier. Yeah, you could do that. And they can bully on the internet. And, the, and it is even worse when you're bullying on the internet. Because the thing is, when I experience bullying, and, and maybe I might be a little older than some of the Generation Z and Wires, but um, when I experience bullying, I experience bullying in a, on a, a very local level. Like, I didn't get a phone until I was in, like, college. Right? right we didn't have that cell phone thing right, so, so so we didn't i didn't experience bullying on a social media platform i experienced bullying in real life like this guy don't he doesn't like me and he's gonna come he's gonna push me down on the playground exactly. and that's just gonna be what it is exactly all my friends are gonna see it, yes mm-hmm. but it's not but like today, it's not real for them to mm-hmm. re- like to recall word for word but no these kids are experiencing something completely mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. but as you i mean in terms of self-sufficiency like i don't know I don't have the answers for how we're going to get back to that. Well, I think what happens is certain things need to be made more attractive. I mean, in the same way that you mentioned how the the cigarette companies would find ways, and even before that, in terms of persons knowing about the bad effects, before Mm -hmm. that, they actually made it attractive to smoke. Yes, they did, yeah. To get their product to sell. Marketing. Mm-hmm. They did what they had to do, use stars, made it look attractive, showing women smoking. You know, this is a real um, pro-feminist thing. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. We have to find a way to make market. certain, yeah, market certain fields, certain fields locally. One thing, and one it thing, could even be done on a regional level because it, it I be. think because our proximity to the U.S. is so close, mm-hmm. there needs to be some, I guess, regional effort, but. Right now, it's not a priority. It, it isn't. And it's sad that it isn't because I think the longevity of our 
culture depends on being able to continually convince the new generation that this is something to invest in. It's not... Right now, I'm going to say it. I don't think... Um, and the government is trying. The government is... I'm going to say it. The government, and not just this administration, but the administration even before that, have tried to incentivize agriculture. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not so sure if it's as aggressive... As it, I think it, can be more be, it could be more good, mm -hmm. but I will say I'll give them the props because they've been trying. It's very, very difficult to get like, like, I think people off right. the couch and into the field to but work. But I think one of the things that need to be said about agriculture is that there are so many fields that you can go into now, it's yeah. not just only out into the field, that is still, of course, necessary. Mm -hmm. But the way in which it can be done, even agroponics. Mm -hmm. So you, you wouldn't have to be out in the sun slaving all day, but you can be within a greenhouse mm -hmm. getting your profits from just the little way in which you'd, you'd have the plants growing. Of course, they grow to the, the water. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Hydroponics and is awesome. And then there are other areas um, like marketing. Mm -hmm. And which area you want to get into. <laughs> right. So persons <laughs> can market the agriculture. I mean, there are so many different subsectors, and I think... The first thing that jumps into people's minds when they hear about agriculture is being out in the field, which is uh, quite natural. Or uh, in, uh, in, on the sea, like uh, fishing. Right. You know, like it's always right. like this, this manual mm -hmm. sort of thing. But there's so much technology. Like, mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if the Chinese and the Americans really show what they actually do, but they don't do it like us anymore. Like there's no, there's no guy going out on a single fishing boat train out a line anymore. Like they have trawlers, they have all these different techniques. Mm -hmm. they, they could actually map out where fish are so it's yeah, not like they have the little sauna thing yes beep, beep, beep. you understand and the goes out and then you see where the fish is coming yes and yes and you legit you legit put your lines and you put your nets where fish actually are there's no waiting game there's no hypothetical nothing this thing and you know you know one thing too last year i went to this um this entrepreneurial um training camp thing um and they brought some people from barbados mm -hmm are farmers young people young my age and younger and mm -hmm. they have their own farms they have plots of land they have their own farms and one lady went up and she did a presentation and it changed my whole perspective on what agriculture is she's like i have apps that tell me when is the best time to water when it, what's the best crop to grow from his soil composition mm -hmm. i have apps that tell me when to reap i have apps that how, like how do I align so that it's it's maximum sunshine? All I like, can say is we wow. are to plant. It's a, <laughs> there's a GPS monitoring system. It measures how much rainfall, how much sunlight happened today. What do I need to adjust to make sure that my yields are the maximum that it could possibly be? There's a hurricane coming. What are my prevention strategies? How do I save most of my crops from this hurricane? Do I reap? Don't I reap? Like. She says it's down to the science. It's a complete, and wow. it's all the apps. Everything is on her phone. She said right now she could check. We need to change that um, saying. It's, it's, it's down to an app. It's an app. There's <laughs> right. an app for that. There's an app for that. Yes. She says there, there are apps. She says right now I'm here talking to you guys. I could go on my phone right now and see what's going on, what the temperature is outside, what it's doing to my crops, what I'll have to make adjustments on tomorrow. Like... Don't get me wrong. By all means, the, the, the original way of doing agriculture was, was in itself a science. We don't, we don't appreciate what people did out of their own head and trial mm -hmm. and error mm -hmm. and 
experience yeah. and like, experience and experience yeah. like mm-hmm. i know of one guy who does not use a phone to do anything but his pineapples are amazing like the best i've ever had better than dole better than anything that anybody <laughs> has ever imported best pineapples ever mm-hmm. mr armstrong you do your thing <laughs> right that's a plug for him but the best pineapples doesn't use an app just knows exactly mm-hmm. what he's doing exactly where to plant exactly how to plant when to plant and right, what to but do you with see, them as 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 I would say that that generation is kind of um, going dated, yeah, it's it's dated, it's going. So the younger people would be more attracted to being able to use the app to get what they need to do done. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But you know the thing is, at the end of the day, we all come back to everybody needs to eat. Like you're doing journalism, you say you didn't go into writing, you went into journalism right. because. because I didn't think I was going to make any money with the, the first love that you I just had. Write, yeah, I think you need to write a novel still. Though. I think <laughs> you need to get a couple of characters, you know. I will see. You, we'll you see. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You could say A Blake or Al Blake. Bam. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are really and you just I'm sell it. I'm working on it. But mm-hmm. I mean, even, I don't know. I mean, to topic, like when it comes to agriculture, agriculture is like super duper important. But I, I just don't know who is looking out, who is telling us this information. Like, sometimes I feel like some news stories come about agriculture, but they're not promoting it in a way that anybody's going to be listening to anything. No, you know how saying. it's usually promoted? It's usually promoted to say um, they had this event, maybe they had their agriculture review, um, and so this is what took place, and mm. this is what the officials said, and so forth. It's not being packaged. Mm. Right. in an attractive way it's not being packaged to say for example well um did you know that if you did this and you did that you could um feed such and such amount of people or did you know that um this person was able to um do something that nobody else has done in the world because of agriculture yeah and the technology that was afforded. and the technology yeah. that's available that created this it's do you know how much money exists in agriculture? Right. You know, that's one thing I that, never heard them yes. talk about. Yes, they and there is about actually it. money in yes, agriculture. but nobody says it. You know what happens? Like, I, I think in saying it, and it's not just agriculture, but I means it's probably every sector. Nobody says how much money exists in their respective fields or in their respective sectors of work. Some people make a lot of money. I guess they want to keep making a lot of money. But with them making a lot of money, when they're dead, that business is done. And then we're very, very angry when, like, another you know ethnic group or some other people come yes, in and take it over and takes it over yes uh-huh. and it's because like there's nobody like there's no there's no um longevity in certain industries anymore journalism is amazing but after alicia is finished writing her 100 stories well 100 million stories like what after that mm. are there still people young people who want to go in? is there are people with a passion I, I think for journalism? That, that, that will not die because people always want news yeah, but and then Bucky got it. The fast-paced information, but you see, there there will always be people who want the traditional media. Let's mm-hmm. let's relate it to sports. Okay, it's like saying um, the traditional um, cricket series, mm-hmm. the long ones. Uh, outdated and we only want the T20 matches. But the T20 one, the T20 matches do do much better than the long ones, though. They do, but there are still there is still a market for the longer matches. 
that's, so that's even though it and then you, you you don't know how long these things are going to be attractive that's the whole thing yeah is it a, a timed phase that people are going to like this because people are very fickle but yeah. The fast-paced action. Drinks, gonna, yeah, usually come. <laughs> I, I think that's but the, the general. But the fast-paced action of the T20, I agree with you, is is still. Is you it, know, it is makes money. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's right, compared to the longer matches, but there is still a place for them. Same way, there will always be a place for journalism. It's like using journalism as an example. Um, when um, television came on the. Wait, no, let me go up even further back. Radio. When radio came on the scene, mm -hmm. people thought print was going to be finished with. Then when television came on the scene, people thought radio was going to be finished with. Mm. Do you realize each of those things still exist? They do. They do. There are people in, who in still want more, to feel their different. newspaper between their hands, although you can get it online. That's true. But the thing is, again, is is you see, and everything evolves how it does. Like the original print media, I think. The Wall Street Journal, all these things. There used to be much fatter and much bigger, and they're, they're smaller now, you know, yeah. because mm -hmm. people they realize that people don't have the people, time to sit right. down and look. It's so no longer you sit down with your breakfast on Sunday no, and you go through the no, paper. That's no, that's not how it goes. And also, even though like print media isn't dead, the way that it's packaged is different. Like, for example, it's online. Exactly, it's online. It, it, it moved from paper to a screen. Right. So you it's not necessarily that mm -hmm. it's dead, but it's just moved, it, it's different. It adapted to the times, exactly. and that is something that is alive in journalism. It, it has always adapted. There are different ways to get your news. So even though a certain type may not be the most popular, it still exists. That's true. And it just evolved. It just, it's just it different. It has evolved, But yes. the thing is, that's, that's what I'm saying, too. It's like, right now, the Wall Street, the Wall Street, I think it's the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post. I think it's the Washington Post. They are going to phase out they're going to phase out the printed thing. If they, okay. I don't know if they've already done it. Mm -hmm. But I think they're going to phase out printing the Wall okay, Street Journal altogether. And just leave it online. They're trying to get you to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal for I think it's a dollar a week or something. Okay. A US dollar, which is, I think is really amazing. I think that's an amazing pre. But the thing is, the question, what, the, re the reason, I don't know if in my adult life if I've ever bought a newspaper. In fact, I've never bought a newspaper. Let me just make that clear. In my adult life, how often have I listened to the radio? I think there were at least maybe 10 times I've listened to the radio over the last For me, it's, it's something that years. keeps my company, um, especially when I'm driving. For me, mm -hmm. what keeps me company is podcasts, um, like the on-demand presence of being able to like stop and start and pause and think. It's just convenient. Like I could listen half of it now, I could listen half of it later. Whereas... When it comes to radio, I think what, 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 what is prohibitive to me is I might turn it on in the middle of something and miss the context by which they're talking right, about. So I have no right. idea what these people are saying. I'm lost, not doing it. The one thing that I would say that I usually log on for is parliament. When I say usually, <laughs> the one thing that... I might not say usually, that's being very pretentious. The one thing that I actually like watching is parliament. Is when it for the have, entertainment factor? It is <laughs> the most entertaining thing. Oh, my God. I don't know if these guys... Why did I guess that? <laughs> I don't know if these guys... I don't know if these politicians do it that way intentionally or they really don't I like don't one another. They, I don't think they do it intentionally. But, my God, there is nothing more battle royale 
than but, but to you watch a sitting. But you not as bad as those at Sochi is. No, not yet. <laughs> Wait, you the, are expecting? The, 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 it only takes one chill. <laughs> Like it only takes one way of No, I was a very heavy. I was a very heavy. I would love to see that because our chairs that they have in Parliament, those are those the, leather backed chairs. Oh man, they're heavy. They're very heavy. You you definitely know there are a couple of people who won't be able to lift and throw those. <laughs> but there are a few who can. They only take it only takes one chair. One chair to fly. <laughs> and it's battle royale. And the thing is, we like this for the wrong reasons, you know, because there's a lot of information that comes out in Parliament yes, when there's a budget sitting and whatnot. Yes, it lets you know which... Um, and that's the next thing, too. Things, accents or past, exactly. how many readings into exactly. law of different exactly. things. It's, it's very important. It's important. But you know what's funny? <laughs> like, nobody has the time, at least I don't know of anybody, who has the time to sit down and watch an entire sitting. To me... You have things to do. I got work to do. I mm-hmm. yes, yes. And it happens during working hours. It happens during working hours. Un- unless they go over. Because, you know, sometimes they go oh down into God. the night. Yes. And it gets more battle royale. I wonder how these guys get energy. I don't It's know. like they, they, they I feed often up wonder how do they get to the bathroom. They'll be holding it until they break. Filibuster time. <laughs> This guy talking, I'm not. I'm gonna just have a bottle. I'm gonna use this yes, bottle. Yes, I definitely the admire the speaker. To just I admire around. the speaker. He's diligent. And now the deputy. And now mm-hmm. the deputy. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is this: after all of this information, and this is something that, that I think is failing marketing wise from the government to the people, especially people like me who have very short attention spans. I need all of this information to be aggregated, collated, and put into a simpler to understand. Hmm bullet point by bullet point thing and also i need it to be on a youtube channel <laughs> and for it to be 30 seconds to one minute long wow that's pretty concise i'm telling you that's what <laughs> i need and for every single thing that a person says there's more information in the subheading down below there's like you know, you could bring down the, the right, details. Right, so you click on, on it, the highlighted Each point, area, and you get bam, details. I could read this more, mm-hmm. but this is what I want. Hmm. What I see them doing, it, it's usually five to ten minutes. That. And it's boring. It is boring. <laughs> Take that person off, put a young person on with some personality and some vibes and some charisma, put some production value behind it, like a little bit of fonts and some pictures and whatever, maybe some video Something, but it has to be shot. It has to be written. It has to be easy to transfer because, again, people don't have the time to sit down and listen to you for three hours. Yeah, you know it. Mm-hmm. And, and the information is vital to them. Well, that's that's the way everything is going now. Short and concise. Except um, this so podcast. That- this podcast is one hour and a half. So you guys out there, I'm taking your I'm taking your ears captive, baby. I'm taking your ears captive for hour and a half. Well, well, as you said, they could always pause and, and start again later. Pause and continue <laughs> and carry on. And, and hopefully topics are interesting enough for them to step. But I'm just saying, like, they, we, we are not communicating in a very modern way. I think a lot of the institutions are still run by people who were very used to doing it, where people had a long attention span. There's some fresh blood in there. I'm not going to call any names. There's some fresh blood in there. I hope that the communication effort from the government to the people... Is, 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 is developed to a way that, like, hey, you could sit down for one minute and understand exactly what happened today. Like, you could go deeper into it if you want, or you could mm-hmm. just say, oh, 
Yeah, but the other day they passed me. Yeah, they passed a law that says bap, bap, bap. Done. Summary done. And you could you could go into it deeper, but like we don't do a good job at that at all. We don't. Like also too, like I would love to see more media, like more honest media, like people who are not afraid to be controversial or say things that. But then again, you're you're, de- you're dealing with our small society where everybody still knows everybody. That's true. And what do you mean? You could get shot. Not necessarily shot, but you get ostracized, um, criticized, labeled. If you speak out against a certain person or a certain political party, mm-hmm. you're labeled that you are the other one. But what if you speak out on both? What if you are mm-hmm. you are on both? Because that's but the thing. But how can you speak out of both in the same setting? No, but you can't. But that's what I'm saying. Like because you are known. Uh-huh. Like your reputation is that of, I am going to say what is wrong or right. I'm going to tell you what my perception is. I'm going to give you the facts. This is the facts. This is what I think. I think this is nonsense. It don't matter the party. This is nonsense. This is crap. This I don't agree with that. All right? Mm-hmm. This person usually talks sense. They're not talking sense right now. This feels like an agenda here. Or we just found out looking into this person that they've been spending the money we trusted them to spend for these, these, these disheartened kids, these kids who don't have a home, and I'm putting it in their own pocket. Mm-hmm. Like... How often, what, when have we had in St. Kitts any sort of journalism that made somebody resign for doing <laughs> something <laughs> that they weren't supposed to be doing? You right, understand? Yeah. Like, the, yeah, that, that would be one of the challenges in the sense of the person would have to step outside of their comfort zone and actually be willing to put themselves out there and say, I am not owned by any political party. And I'm not sure if we have any persons who are willing to do that right now. And the thing is, you know, it's funny because we don't have anybody that's willing to do that right now. Like, especially on an official level, right? But again, on Facebook, these discussions happening Right, but then you see, that then comes into the question about true media and social media. Yes, exactly. Social media, you could say whatever you feel like saying. And, and persons will say, oh, that, that's just so-and-so and that's just so-and-so opinion. But once you are a part of an official media organization, it depends on the organization, as we discussed before, if you're working for government, if you're not working for government, if you're supporting the opposition, if you're supporting the government, it still ends, down, ends up, up being labeling because once you 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 um you're willing to step outside of the box, you're gonna be bashed from all sides. You know one thing I have to solicited. Ask. Yeah, as for both for sides. both sides. So the odd one side is gonna say, "Well, come be with us," and the other side is gonna say, "Come be with us." And then you're gonna have to decide which way you're going, and you're gonna feel torn. And I'm I have not seen anybody who is willing to do, do that. that right now. <sighs> I mean, efforts have been made. There are some media organizations that are more partisan than others. Mm-hmm. But when it boils down to it, there's still a degree of partisanship. You know, there's a show that I used to like. Um, it used to come on on Sundays. I don't know if I should call the station. I'm not going to call the station. No, no. But there was a show that, that, that used to come on. It was a good thing. They used to have um, people who are openly biased. 
about one either one political party or just they would have a topic and there would be two people who would be biased and what the coordinator of the show would do is basically try to understand both sides so he would step in and he would be like okay i understand mm-hmm. what you're saying so what you're saying is this then the other person would be but aggressively of course it would it would be a show of a it, it would just be it, it, sometimes it could turn into a, a, a rant sort of situation mm-hmm. like it's just ranting both sides but why i like the show is because it will show you both sides somebody will say something that's highly controversial and another person will be like but that's not true you know they will right, call him out right. on it immediately and they will get an opportunity to, to defend their, right to exactly say their piece. to right. say the piece and mm-hmm. it was back and forth so one person mm-hmm. make a, a presentation the other person make a presentation and then there would be two rebuttals two rebuttals right. and then the coordinate mm-hmm. the moderator would just keep them from getting too crazy all right <laughs> like okay 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 so and so we are gonna mm-hmm. calm down right. guys okay i'm gonna mm-hmm. cut your mics okay so mm-hmm. we're gonna calm down so and so, you could go ahead, bam, and he it he, he was like a cross for your attention. Right, so that that's a good start. Yeah. And, but what wh- where I said that is like I think that's how if you're gonna have an organization that is ambitious, you need to do that. You need to have voices from both sides of the floor. Like mm-hmm. it, it can't just be like oh this one person will get a chance to say whatever they want. Like everybody has a chance to say what they want. Everybody has right. a, and to be understood, not just to like say so, what you right. want. Right. So it goes back to like objectively an objective. incorrect. <laughs> goes back <laughs> to being objective to be objectively because incorrect because yes. a real story mm. has in at least three sources and the three of them can come from different points of ang- view yeah. from different angles you know it's true and that it creates a full dynamic story. right it so does. it lets you know what this party is not when i say party i mean not political yeah. this party, side this, this what this um sector mm-hmm. is saying compared to the other sector so it's you know it's it's something that would be good to work towards that's why we have this show because <laughs> we're going to be talking to a lot of different viewpoints and i right. think i think i think what what i would love is to be able to ex like to understand people's viewpoints like i mean with with any with anything you 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 know what you want to accomplish and for me what i want to accomplish i want to challenge people's viewpoints for certain things because i think a lot of things that we believe in is really 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 wrong right when i say wrong as in it's not beneficial like something could be factually incorrect or it could even be um ethically mm-hmm. questionable but is it beneficial for the majority of right. people i can think of two reasons offhand why that would be the case we follow a lot of tradition mm. and we also follow each other the crowd we have the crowd mentality so if everybody else is doing it I'm doing it. Uh-huh. And then there's a tradition, like what my family has been doing for generations, or my community has been doing it for generations, and so therefore I am going to yeah, continue. Sure. So you're almost, you're not carving any new ground, you're no, just I kind mean, of participating. I'm just going along with it. And it's the same culture, even again, when I was working, where I was working, like in journalism, it was the same thing. Like, I would question certain things, but they would be like, that's just how it's done. Yeah. And you fall in line, and then it becomes a job, and you really don't care whether anything if is... If it in. ain't broke, don't fix it. But it, it has been broke for a very long time. <laughs> it's just that nobody has been fixing it. And then you have some young people who have some amazing ideas, you know, and that's something that we don't ever like tap into. Yeah. Like, there's some young I people. Mean, that, that sounds like me when I came back from university. Oh, you were a revolutionary? Fresh and ready to, to try new things and then you you get into the institution and then they're like 
No, we don't do things that way. So do things that the way we do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care going. how you want to do it. You're going or to do get it going. this way. Uh, yeah, right. or we fire you. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't do it this way, we fire you. And it just keeps you in this box for a very long time till you get used to it. And the box is all you know. Then you have to train somebody else and you tell them about the box too. It's like, mm-hmm. this is the box that we were in. This is where we go. Right. That's where we do. But the thing is, I mean, in a solution, I mean, winding down, in, in solution, I think my, my thoughts are simple. We're now facing a world where... You, you, you sort of have a very free, free, you have freedom of expression to a, 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 a gigantic degree, to a degree that we've never seen, all right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to get a radio interview in order to get your voice yeah, heard anymore. You don't need to pay anybody for media, mm-hmm. for media thing. Like, even now, the types of ads for politicians are changing because of this. You know, before they had to say something like, my name is Barack Obama and I endorse this message. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if you put it on social media, you don't have to do that, right? Okay. In America, you, you don't have to be so... There's a lot more lenience because it's social media. You don't mm-hmm. have to pay for the time. Your ads could be longer. Okay. It's now mm-hmm. free, right. more or less. Okay, okay. Well, very cheap. Okay. A drop in the bucket. So you could put more of you, your budget into the actual production of what you're doing and mm-hmm. start telling your story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So things are changing. And, and what I'm saying is that if you have a viewpoint now, I'm guaranteeing you that you could find people that are either going to sharpen, correct, inspire, challenge, or do whatever is necessary for you to refine your viewpoint, change your viewpoint, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and move along. Like, there's no reason why you should be, like, you know, static, or you should be, like, you feel, should feel confined by what is being thrown at you. Go on, you could do the research for yourself. So now. would you say, is, is traditional media obsolete? I think traditional media is becoming that way. And I think it's, it's going to get more and more obsolete as we grow older. That's my perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, it has to do with mm-hmm. the fact that I, th- I think, so- like not social media, but traditional media tells the story the way that people from a different generation would have the story be told. Right. But I, I still think that there's a need for in of course, certain need. sectors like investigative journalism, it, it tends to bring to view certain wrongs, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I guess that is the whole point of why it was called the fourth estate in yes. the first place. Because it Keep brings to view... Right, yeah. Um, some people say watchdog. Yes, that's what it is right. supposed so, to be. So it's like something that is still needed because humans are always going to be humans. Mm-hmm. And persons are always going to do certain things that they think can remain hidden. Yeah. So it needs something or some entity to bring out or bring into light some of the things that are done in darkness. Exactly. And to correct them. Right? So if we're going to bring you to the fore, you have to answer for this. You might have thought that you'd, you would have gotten away with it. Because you own or you run the government, so you or run the you police got a force. Lot of money. Or because you got a lot of money. Like you're doing unethical things. Like we're supposed to bring this out to the fore and make. The thing is, oh man, you could talk so long. The, the mm. thing is, lately, what has been happening, I, I don't know if you know about the Elon Musk scenario no, lately. Tell me. Elon Musk, the owner of Tesla Motors, and also, I think, what is, what is it? SpaceX? SpaceX. Okay. Multi billionaire guy. Mm-hmm. He's like a rock star for scientists, right? Anyway, Elon Musk, the other day, criticized a gentleman, one of the guys who helped to save the guys from Thailand. You remember there were some, some kids who were yes, in, the cave. in the cave, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, Elon Musk suggested that he donate some submarines, some mm-hmm. small man, single man submarine things. Mm-hmm. And the guy criticized him. The guy said, that's a dumb idea. The, the, you don't understand these caves. The, you can't get anything else. And it's difficult enough for one person to get where right. they are versus, you know, mm-hmm. a, a mini. That's not going to work. And Elon Musk called him a rapist or a child molester or something. It escalated. It, it, it wasn't just, he just responded one time, but it escalated back and forth. He was saying, and he said that, right? Mm. And the guy said he's going to sue him. So Elon Musk, after a couple of weeks, must have revived the scenario, the, the, the whole antsness by saying, he hasn't, he hasn't sued me yet, so that means it must be true. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? Yes. And the guy, childish. it's very childish. <laughs> For a CEO of a big multi-billion dollar company, that is publicly shared, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy, the very next day, his lawyer sends him the, suit, the lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. Then we, since you, we were working on it, but let's just give him a, a, a figure. Elon Musk's companies, they took a hit. Not, I don't think it was a gigantic hit, but people, like, of course, people started selling the shares, like, I don't really want like that's what happens when right. CEOs yeah, do nonsense. The stock, the stock uh, drops. drops. The stock drops. Mm-hmm. As a gen is as a reaction to you. Like you're talking nonsense. Like people stop believing in you and they stop believing you with you with their money. Yeah. It right? talks. Yeah. The money talks and everything else works, right? Mm-hmm. They start they stop they stop supporting you with their money. I would love to see the day, right? That the our news organizations Take up that mantle. It's like, this person is doing this. Are we going to continue to still pay them? They don't have to say that. Mm-hmm. But they could say the truth. This person is doing unethical things. This person has done this unethical thing. They need to be held responsible for it. All right? That's where you want to see. Investigate, find your sources. Don't just you know, point a finger in public opinion. But actually have the facts to back it. Mm-hmm. I found out that you did this, 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 and this from this source, that source, this source, this source. This witness is willing. You did this. Mm-hmm. All right? The books also said this. The money trail led here. Right. You are held accountable. <laughs> when? When is it that government officials are going to be afraid of the press versus like, ah, oh, the press, we just get them where we want and they sell yep, where we want. Yep, when yep. is it that we're going to, like, the press is going to question it? I guess when there is, is somebody who is willing to take the knocks, because that person being the first of that type of journalist is going to get ostracized from all angles. Because if the person is truly objective, they're not going to be um, just supporting one set of ideas, but they're going to be... I guess questioning a all lot of, a lot of things, and mm-hmm. so as a result of that, they're gonna get knocks from all sides because a sponsor might get might get it. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. Like if you sponsor me, like if mm-hmm. my name is Stephen right. Smith, I'm mm-hmm. sponsoring Alicia. Mm-hmm. Alicia found out that Stephen Smith have child labor laws. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he has child labor um, people in in Bangladesh or whatever right. making his shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you expose that, like, well, you know, that's responsibility gone, which exactly. means your job, your money is. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying is that it cannot be that 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 business model it will not work for an investigative platform. It needs to be publicly funded. Right. It needs to be 
external from being able to be influenced. Yes, exactly. Which is difficult because everything takes Especially, money to run. So therefore, for example, the funding would not be able to come from our context. It would have to be some sort of external funding mm -hmm. because we are too small in not only saying it's a Nevis, but well, if the person to wants to, in the Caribbean, the person if the person wants to be able to branch off regionally. <sighs> right. I so don't think it could be done. We just need an angel investor willing to put in like <laughs> two, three or, billion dollars. Or a rich person who wants to go into journalism. Or maybe I just need to get on with it and make this couple millions of dollars start. That, you know, let me not say that. Let me not expose <laughs> my plan. They might come for me quickly. You know? Yeah, take him out one time. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's necessary. <laughs> like somebody needs to be looking out for not just the little man, but for the for the for the Caribbean person to be the eyes and ears when we're working. Because we're working to try to pay bills, right? Yeah. Like there needs to be an estate that is set up to look after or look out for us. And even if it is that we the, the 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 public sector we the masses have to support it i think it's something that just needs to be done like give a dollar you know? Cheers. yeah give a dollar everybody in saying it's give a dollar mm -hmm. right and we're gonna run this thing yeah but then there will always be persons who would not want to who would be against it of course there'll be people who'll be against it mm -hmm. half of them 10 percent. give 10 percent <laughs> 10% um, in a non-profit organization, you just mm -hmm. donate. You could donate $100, you could donate $50, but we need your donations in order to make this work. Or we just make a podcast and, and hopefully a, a sponsor come on who got thick skin and don't really, don't really care if we dig <laughs> right. deep into their books. Mm -hmm. Either way, either way, mm -hmm. I think something needs to happen. I think we need, it's something necessary. And yeah. then if we don't like people, or we don't like what our business is doing, we just stop supporting them. That's how it's done. You don't need to argue with anybody who comes in from outside and sets up a business here. You just don't give them any money. If you're not... And that's not what we're willing to do because it boils right back down to money because some of these persons who come and set up a business are cheaper than the locally, ba locally based. Their products are that's cheaper. True. So it still that's comes true. back down to the mighty dollar. It does. And you know what's funny about that? I always say we always pay... As I'm going to say, black people, as black people, we always pay for the, 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 the cheaper things. <laughs> we always pay for a cheap cars. Because and then realize afterwards that it's more expensive. It's more expensive. Because expensive. it mash up quicker. Yeah, not only just that, but because when you put local people out of business and you create a pool of people who have nothing left to lose, you create a catalyst for a dangerous situation. You start mm -hmm. complaining, oh, the crime is on the uprise, the crime yeah. is this, crime is that. Mm -hmm. But you are putting your own people out of business. The cheap fear that you pay to these other people, mm -hmm. you're cutting this person out of, of, of hiring people. Yep. So we pay for it. You, you're either going to pay for it up front or, later. or you're going to pay for it later down. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you kill local business, it doesn't feel well for local people. Because mm -hmm. when these other people, I'm not going to say, you know, I could say who they are. Like when these Chinese and these Indians and all <laughs> of these different people, let's just cut the crap. <laughs> when all of them, when, when St. Kitts is no longer a viable investment for them, they pack up their stuff and they leave. Right. But and a lot of us... have to realize that their money doesn't stay here either. It doesn't. But when we 
find yourself when we in Sagas when we find yourself in a bad situation, Nevis and, and the rest of the Caribbean, we find yourself in a situation where things are bad. We are the ones who have to stay here and suck salt and wonder why it turned bad and realize that we were supporting all these other people where we were supposed to be supporting we own people. So we're gonna pay for that cheap cost, telling you now. <laughs> well, guys, we've been talking to Alicia. Alicia, do you have any final comments? I have to give you that final comment. Well, I, I. What do you think? Think that in Saint Kitts and Nevis, while we are not at the developmental stage of journalism that we were, say, four decades ago. Mm-hmm. We still have a long way to go in terms of where we can be, in terms of bringing things to light. And it would take a, a great effort in terms of somebody who's willing to stand out there, um, as we've discussed, in a technological era, as maybe... Uh, uh, Martin Luther King. <laughs> Malcolm X. Right. Somebody who Dalai Lama. can take the knocks um, and whose family can take the knocks if they have a family Bye. because we are still in a small island. Um, we can say that now we, we can attempt more regional things, more regional projects, you know, because of CSME and so forth. Mm-hmm. But we still have to realize that we are in a certain culture and while the culture is getting a lot of influences from the different types of infiltrations, we do accept it's, stat- it's not static. So it can change mm-hmm. and it Could is and evolving. Evolve. And so we hope as the process continues of this evolution that media will also evolve and that we'll get to the point where we'll have more objective media that can take us to a higher level yeah i think i think so and i think it's on the horizon i don't think it's like lost alicia thank you so much and we're gonna we we, we have one last segment so we're gonna do our last segment and then we're gonna we're gonna go but i want to thank alicia for being here thank you so much you're welcome all right so let's go so we have three we last Every, every guest has to do this. I think only <laughs> one guest got away and they only did one incorrect statement. But we have mm-hmm. to say three things that we have to say three things that we know for sure are incorrect. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay, so I'm going to start. It's spit for you. All right. Um, one thing that I know for sure is incorrect. If you leave plants inside with no sunlight, <laughs> they're going to grow as tall as a beanstalk. <sighs> okay. Incorrect. Becoming Incorrect. dependent on the internet makes you less of a social being. Becoming dependent on the internet. Too makes dependent. You becoming, becoming too dependent on the internet makes you less of a social being. Ooh. Doesn't it? That's interesting. <laughs> That's something to talk about. I don't know. Does it? <laughs> That's the question. That is interesting. I, th- why does that have me so confounded? <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, the government will always make sure that every single person in the country is happy. Okay. Go running during a lightning storm. Uh, <laughs> there's a sound effect there somewhere. All right, I have one more. 
So, if you raise your children with a television set, they will be more fulfilled human beings. <laughs> okay. That's incorrect. <laughs> and you have one more, Alicia. Let's do it. Um, go, for, go for two days without drinking water. Oh. And you live a long, healthy life. <laughs> that is incorrect. That's interesting. All right, Alicia's been here with us, guys. Alicia, she's been in journalism for 20 years. She's a mother of three yes. beautiful three girls. girls. Few beautiful girls, and her husband is about eight feet tall. <laughs> um, very nice guy, but uh, you know, I respect him. Rance, respect your 150%, buddy. All right, so guys, you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy, Stephen, and you can check us out at objectivelyincorrect.com for hot takes, bonus media, and the full show, or you could get us on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'll have all of the links below. We'll have all the links wherever you need them to be. All right, so guys, thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a good time. And remember, peace, no gang signs. That's not the, that's not. That's, that's nothing to do with it. No, no, no. <laughs>